Hello, friends, and welcome to My Miniature Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Karf. This podcast is about all things miniature. We will explore the world of minis and all its raw talent, dedication, patience, and the new energy of this art form. Hear from miniature hobbyists and professionals from all over the world. We will gain a deeper insight into the creative processes that drive them. We will also explore what their biggest struggles are, their most devastating failures, and the most uplifting successes. I hope to encourage and inspire you in your miniature hobby, because even the ordinary become extraordinary in miniature. Hello, friends. Do you hear that right there? Yep, you're right. It's nothing. And I have to tell you, it's so nice to have silence. So that's because for the last seven months or so, I've been dealing with hammers, saws, large machinery in my yard. And I can happily say that it's all over with. And my life, my world is finally getting back to normal. So if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Rachel, and I'm the face behind Mic Drop Miniatures, or if you're listening, I'm the voice behind Mic Drop Miniatures, and also this Miniature Obsession podcast. So thank you so much for being here and tuning in and listening. This is a podcast all about miniatures and having conversations with miniaturists from around the world. And if you've listened to this podcast before, then you realized and had it probably disappeared for a while. And I explained why on my last podcast episode, so I won't get into too much detail here again, but I'm happy to report that I'm back and I'm ready for another great season of podcasts. So a couple of things that have been happening here at Mic Drop Miniature Studios is I'm shipping out my 10th subscription box. Can you believe it? 10. Like when I counted them today, I was blown away that I've sent out 10 already. So if you don't know what a subscription box is, it's a box that I ship out to your door every other month and it's filled with fun and festive miniatures in 112 scale. So these boxes are so much fun to create and to all my subscribers out there listening, I just wanna thank you so much for allowing me to do what I love and to create these miniatures for you. It's so nice when someone gets so much joy and takes such pride in your work I don't, I don't know, for those creators out there, I'm sure you can relate to this. It just brings me so much happiness. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for being a subscriber. And if you wanna check out more to see maybe photos of what I'm doing, you can check it out on my website, um, micdropminiatures.com, or you can also go to minisubscriptionbox.com. So besides the boxes, I just wanted to tell you my little joy. I am attending not one, but two miniature shows that I know. Who knows? Maybe three. Now, my husband doesn't know about all these shows. So if you know Tim, please don't say anything yet. I will break the news to him soon. But I will be attending again the Tom Bishop show in Chicago in April. I'm actually going to be working the retail side of it this time. Last year, I worked the wholesale side just to gain experience, see what that was all about. And now this time I will be helping a lady. She's actually 80, I think she's 85, and she just needs some help. So I'm gonna help her for the weekend and just see what all entails. And so I'll bring you more on that in April. 
But this next show coming up, it's the second annual International Market of Miniature Artisan Show. So this is a wholesale and a retail show, and it's open to everyone. And by that I mean lovers of all things miniature, whether you're quarter scale, half scale, Barbies, model trains, there's gonna be something for everyone. They actually are calling it the little mini con. So if you are on social media, Instagram, TikTok, why don't you hashtag mini con and a lot of things will come up. So also at this show, which is in Vegas, I'm honored to have the title of mini influencer they're calling me it's me and a few other miniaturists and i'm just so honored for this title but i have to admit i'm my own worst critic and i feel kind of like an imposter <laughs> i'm having imposter syndrome so again if you're a creator you may experience this if you don't then i envy you because i feel like i am my own worst critic sometimes but I'm honored that Cindy Paris and Lisa, those are the creators of the show, that they've made me part of this show and just have made me so welcome. So thank you to them. And so if you are up for it, I would love to meet you in Vegas. It's February 22nd through the 26th at the Gold Coast Motel and Casino in Vegas. So it's coming up here really soon. And new this year, which I'm really excited about, they're having a dinner party after the show is over, so Saturday night. And how, I just keep thinking, like, how cool that party is going to be. Like, it's going to be filled with a room of people who share the same passion as me, miniatures. And so just people that all think like me and have the same passion. I don't know. It's just so cool. There's going to be a lot of networking happening. And I'm really, really excited for that dinner party as well. Not to mention all the amazing miniatures that your mind kind of goes crazy when you go to these shows, or at least mine does. It's kind of like my mind goes into overdrive with all these creative ideas. But if you are going or if you want more information, please reach out and I'll be happy to answer them. And if you are going, I would love, love, love to meet up with you. So hopefully I will see you in Vegas. So now let's get into today's mini interview that I had. And I have to admit, this conversation between Anne-Marie and I happened over six months ago. Yes, six months. I feel awful that it's taking me this long to post it. But like I mentioned in my last episode, my life kind of took a turn six months ago. And podcasting was one of the things that I had to pause for a while. So Anne-Marie and I talked and we agreed that this this episode can still be live for you. Um, everything we talked about is still relevant, maybe except for she's done a several other mini shows in the past or since we've talked. But if you aren't following her on Instagram, you should. Uh, she's so, so talented and she's so comical. Like she makes me laugh all the time I see her reels. So please check her out. Her handle is ITW Miniatures. Again, that's I-T-W Miniatures. And I'm sure you can hear the little clicking, click, 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 click. So I guess it isn't all that quiet here, but that is our one-year-old lab. And so I can't keep her out of the studio. Other than that, she scratches on the door. So hopefully she'll keep her paws to a minimum. So I hope that you liked today's conversation. And as always, please reach out. I can be found on social media, all platforms, pretty much, except I don't tweet. Never got into that. 
But you, I can be found at Mike Drop Miniatures. That's my handle. So thank you again for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. That's okay. We made it. I. So where are you located? I would try to find that and I couldn't find it. UK, right? Yeah, UK. And I am in Nottinghamshire, which um, I guess most Americans know as Robin Hood country. Okay. So, so north of England, northern England-ish, but not proper northern England. Okay. Awesome. Game of, we'd definitely be south of the wall. Okay. Awesome. I someday I will make it over the sea and see everything over there. So do you ever come here to the States? I've been a couple of times and um, not in the last 10 years, unfortunately. Um, but I have, I've been to Florida a couple of times, okay. as everybody does. But then a few years ago, we did a little road trip starting in New York. And we went to oh, I'm going to get all the states wrong. We went to New Jersey and Delaware, and I don't know how you pronounce Maryland, but I know I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> and, and we went up to Pennsylvania and Ohio because we, my husband loves NASCAR, which is extremely rare in the UK. And I love roller coasters. So. Nice, nice. Well, you traveled more than I, so. Oh, it was 10 years ago, pre-children. <laughs> you tell me though, what is miniatures like in the United Kingdom? Do you, is it big there? not massively I mean it exists don't get me wrong in fact I'm doing my first ever live miniature show at the weekend um, nice. for me they've been going for years uh, at York so that's exciting it does exist but it's I think I get the impression it's much bigger in the states purely because most of the miniatures I make end up in the United States okay so you ship a lot so yeah, we don't have the shops and stuff it's really niche well, I think shops, they used to be, we used to have a lot more here. We have a few, but not like it used to be in the past, from what I'm hearing from people, especially on my podcast, just talking to people. But yeah, online kind of did away with uh, brick and mortar. But just so everyone knows, I saw you on Instagram. You are hilarious. You have really funny reels and everything. So that's kind of how I was attracted to you. Because You must be the life of the party, are you? Uh, no, not really. Um, I really enjoy my alone time, believe it or not, which I guess making the miniatures the way I do, obviously I must enjoy my own company because it takes ages. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also I'm not particularly, I wouldn't say I'm shy either. Okay. You know, I, I used to, when I was a kid, um, I happy to wear a silly costume in public and tap dance, it's fine. <laughs> well, you were hilarious. you're hilarious on your reels and so you show on instagram your patchwork quilting that you make in 112 scale and yeah when i look at your art it amazes me because i can't quilt real scale and then you're bringing it down to 112 scale and so yes on a typical piece can on average how long does it take you to make one quilt it depends a lot on the size of the patch so the ones that I would say are really my signature look are quarter inch hexagons, mm -hmm. um, which is where each side is a quarter of an inch, which is about as small as you can go in a hexagon. Well, that is for me. And if I'm doing a, a 12 scale double, that's about five and a half by seven inches. That's going to be a solid eight hours minimum. And you're doing it by hand or? Yeah. And I don't know how you do it on a machine. I mean, well done to you if you can do it on a machine because I can't but um 
yeah it depends if I'm doing a half inch hexagon which I do a lot of that's a lot quicker I can knock that out in three hours or so but I, you know I'm, I'm like motor memory now muscle memory I don't really have to look what I'm doing for those ones so can you like multitask like watch tv or maybe I don't know what else I you do badly um I, I have it on but I'm not necessarily looking um the, one of the reasons I do patchwork for my miniatures is because it's very easy to pick it up and put it down. You can do 10 minutes, you can put it down, you can do 10 minutes, and put it down, which is vital for me because I've got two little kids. Um, I used to work with polymer clay and you can't do that with polymer clay. Once you've got all your stuff out, you're committed. So yeah, that's, that's what I like about it. I mean, I say it takes out eight hours. I would never sit there and do it in eight hours. You know, I'd do it over the course of a week. I suppose you could do it in the car or we're in the car a lot traveling, you know, camping. So, so cool. I, so do you quilt in real scale? Like, Not very often. I actually find it really difficult in real life scale. Um, it takes me an average of two years to do one quilt. And I just, once something gets bigger than my lap, I lose all patience for it. Like it's too bulky. It annoys me. I don't have a dedicated craft space. So I'm really jealous of your room. So um, the messy room, I mean, <laughs> no room. And so one of the reasons I love miniatures, it fits on my lap. It fits in a bit of Tupperware. It doesn't take over the entire house. Well, unless you count all my fabrics, stash that for a little bit everywhere. But uh, yeah, I, I do. But I just, oh, I have the patience in real life. That's I have so to mini projects. Because everyone says, oh, you do miniatures, you must have so much patience. And I'm like, mm, not really. Do you get that a lot? I hear that often. Yeah. And the thing about um, a miniature quilt is if you get halfway through it and you think, I actually don't like this color combo, at least you haven't sacrificed a lot of fabric. True. Do you find it hard to find small print fabric? I'm always on the lookout for it. Yeah. Um, there's a place I haven't tried yet in the UK called the Dollhouse Draper, and they specialise in small fabric for dollhouses. And they're actually at the show I'm going to at the weekend, so I'm going to check them out. But the rest of the time, I just keep my eye out. Um, I use a lot of Moda, which you have in the States. Um, they do some lovely small prints. Okay. And uh, yeah, top tip I would recommend is um, if you buy a charm pack, which is a five inch by five inch square piece of fabric, but you get like 40 odd in a pack, you get all different fabrics and you get that in any quilting shop. Like it's really common in the States. And um, then you can mess around with it. And it's it's better than buying a whole ream of fabric. Yeah. Because you can make a lot out of five inches of fabric in a dollhouse. Did you ever try printing it? I mean, I know like just on your home, inkjet printer some people might have laser but you can print on canvas I wonder if you could print on fabric now I do use some printed fabrics because I do um printed patchwork I'm doing like the little finger things around my head if you can we're just not going to work on a podcast never mind um so because I I'm really aware that because of the time that goes into my pieces they're not affordable for a lot of people so I scanned my own quilts that I had made and I sent them off to get printed and then I made out of that fabric I made them into little blankets and that's a way more affordable version so it looks like a patchwork quilt but it isn't that's okay. um, but as to, I don't print them at home because I don't have a good enough print for it but also because obviously I make like 10 or 12 at once so it makes sense to just get someone professional who knows what they're doing to do it 
such a good idea. That is such a good idea. The other look, well, call them printed patchwork, which confuses people. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's just like a, a painting. You can't, you know, there's lots of prints, so. That's what I thought. And someone's knocking on my door. This is also not supposed to happen when you're on a podcast, right? So you might hear the dog barking. Um, will so be can you tell us what it, um, how you got started? I should have maybe started with that. Like why dog miniatures? Um, uh, well, I'm a child of the 90s. So I was obsessed with Sylvanian families as a kid. I think they're called Calico Critters in America. Okay. Yep. That was my first love. That was my gateway drug into miniatures. <laughs> and my mum's real, really crafty. So she let me play with polymer clay when I was like six. And you're not supposed to do that, apparently. But she did. And I made rubbish, absolute rubbish. And uh, I used to make little bits of clothing out of felt and all that. And, you know, grew up a bit as you do. But I never really grew out of it because I was really into art in school. And I did art all the way until I was 18. And I used to use it as an excuse, like I'd paint Barbies and stuff as an art project. Um, you used to paint them? Yeah, I used to do. Oh, yeah, got someone in the background. Anyway, um, yes, it's, it's your background, not mine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I used any excuse, really, to do something small and get a grade for it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, it went a little bit on the back burner when I was at university because, you know, life. And then as soon, almost as soon as I graduated, I realized I don't have to do assignments in my spare time in the evening. What shall I do with myself? So I dug out some polymer clay and I started making miniatures again. Uh, and I, yeah, I started with food because that's what I'd always done because I wasn't a sewer back then. Uh, and I opened my Etsy shop ages ago like 2009 I think and uh, I mainly did food I did the odd painting did like mini Mona Lisa and stuff like that uh, and then I also later on in life got into patchwork like real size patchwork just because I'd see it and I'd go isn't that beautiful um, and my husband bought me that sewing machine in the background that I've still got it's really basic and then just the natural course of events, I was like, I like miniatures, I like patchwork, why don't I combine the two? So I did. That's so cool. So you're very you. artistic and it, it's so cool, like miniatures, I love that you can bring in all sorts of skills into this one, you know, hobby or passion. So that's so cool. It sounds like yeah. you do the same. I wouldn't say I'm artistic, more I have to do something with my hands to stop them doing something stupid. <laughs> That's a good way to watch telly and do nothing. I just, you know, I've got to keep busy. So what is your personal collection like? Now, this is horrendous. I feel like a bit of a fraud sometimes. I don't have a dollhouse of my own, which is just terrible. Um, mainly because I haven't had the space in our current home. And um, now we've, it's a little bit bigger than it was. So maybe I will, but just small children and time, but I will get one. And the question is, how many bedrooms will it have? Because I have so many quilt ideas. Oh yeah, maybe you just need to make a hotel, a miniature hotel, and then you can have like, you know, 12. Exactly, I mean, my kids have got Sylvanian families and I play with them. Does that count? <laughs> it does. And I've got all my, all my old ones from when I was a kid, my parents kept them in the attic. 
and uh, every year I go and rescue one and give them it for Christmas and that's quite nice so many people on the podcast say that they have things from their childhood and I'm so jealous because I wish I did oh well I've just got these Sylvanians I never had like a a 12 scale dollhouse I had that the whole time but yeah I gave them the school last Christmas I'm gonna see if I can find my old canal boat this year so I mean a lot of people though when I ask about their collection they don't have dollhouses pretty I mean a lot of people just have room boxes or just like scenes set out throughout their house so I don't think you're alone hoarding miniatures as well because you're on Instagram you can't help but see what an amazing dollhouse community there is is. every so often I just can't resist something so I've got like a tub of precious things that I've bought with no dollhouse to go in but they will (laughs) I have a couple and they're all like just waiting for me to finish them does that so I'm kind of in the same boat they're not really usable they're just there taking up space making you happy. you what they're making you happy though they are they are but then sometimes when I look at them I'm like I really should finish that I, you know and then I get down on myself but being that creative mind I just have too many projects not enough time yes exactly you know all that other stuff gets in the time so I, yeah, I just love, I, I, you really want to, I really want to try to quilt work, but I, well, I, do, I, I do kits. I want a little bit of a sly plug there. It wasn't very sly, was it? But I, I'm all okay. helping people. So I, I have various kits and I start with the half inch hexagon size because I think that's less intimidating. And uh, I also do a digital download. So if you've got a load of fabric sat around, you don't know what to do with it. Okay, so your kits, you cut out the squares, or is it more like a pattern and you cut them out like a typical? The kits come with instructions, all the fabric you need, the hexagons are already cut out, and the templates that you'll need, you have to cut them out yourself, because I don't own a cry cut machine or a cutting machine. I'm not cutting out all those hexagons. Oh, I think you need to get a cricket. That's definitely... Um, to be honest. I never know how you say it. I've always called it a cry cut, but I might have made that up. Well, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but they're like so amazing because even if I'm making a miniature, let's just say for my subscription box, I made miniature 12 pack sodas. Yeah, it, you it, you print it out, you put it on there and then it folds in scores or scores and cuts for you. And I really need to at some point. I might have to ask Father Christmas because cutting out tiny little quarter inch hexagons by hand is just ridiculous isn't it yeah I mean that would save you so much time and every quilt it's ridiculous time is precious oh yes the cricket it just saves so much time and when I didn't use it and now I use it I'm like what where's this been all my life I think here in the state I paid like 300 for mine and I definitely got my the use out of it. I mean, it, it'll cut your fabric, it'll cut paper, it can cut wood, but not all that great. It's got to be pretty thin. But definitely- I mean, I'd love a laser cutter as well. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Oh, which one? I'd love some sort of laser cutter as well. My husband's got a CNC, but it's a little bit, it's not quite delicate enough for dollhouse miniatures. Okay. I mean, I have- do have a dollhouse, but it wouldn't do like tiny things. See, now I have a laser and someone wants me to print paper doilies and I don't know, I just think it would burn up the paper, right? But someone says it's possible, so that's my next task to try that. 
but I did want to ask you, I know I have it. I knew I was going to ask you now. So you are really big on Instagram. Um, are there any accounts that you just love? Like you, there are. So, I fear I've missed someone out and offend somebody. Just, oh. uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. I was completely obsessed with Southern Gothic Dollhouse this week because bless her, she tried to fill a room with resin live and I just really admire the bravery of it. Um, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, the, the worst thing that can happen when I'm making a miniature live is I might stab myself. Mm. But she was working with like two gallons of resin or something and I just thought, that's brave. Anyway, I love this because it's all beautiful and creepy and it probably needs a trigger warning, but it's wonderful. Yeah. Bentley Pictures. Have you seen her? She's doing a she did a really amazing Adams family house. Yes. Yep. She's so there's kind of a theme going here. You seem to be into the haunted and I don't mean to be, because I would never build a haunted house. I cannot watch horror films because I don't do gore. But as a teenager, was a goth. So maybe that's the connection. myself as a former teenage goth so in your heart yeah you got a little bit of that and you're just intrigued yeah, I, I, I miss my black lipstick obviously that's what it is I think you should do a, a reel with some black lipstick I can see this coming next oh dear yeah I mean I really did look like Wednesday Adams when I was a kid so it's just unavoidable but uh, yeah I'll find a photo somewhere I, I used there was a few years in my life where I never left the house without like a dog collar on Okay. I can see that with the, the Adams family, the long, dark black hair and black lipstick for sure. But I, I, all sorts of stuff out there that's just beautiful, but of course my mind's gone blank now. Anyway, it's mine. Kind of put you on the spot, but I just know that you, you're really active. So I know that there's just so, like you said, the miniature community is so amazing on Instagram. There's so, so much talent for sure. Yeah, and, and I got really obsessed recently because we just got a miniature program on the telly in the UK, which is the first for us, I think. It was the great big tiny design challenge. I don't know if it's going to make it to the USA, um, but that was on the telly recently, and uh, I was just completely obsessed with that. Oh, and, I, and, and I had to stalk all the makers on Instagram that I could find, and yes, I was a little bit jealous because I did get invited to join in, but... Uh, to an audition I should say I might not have gotten on but I had to say no thank you because my kids were really small then so oh well maybe they'll make more that there seems to be so many more in the states and now Canada has one that we're patiently waiting for to come here to the states I know it did come to the UK but it was on a channel I don't have okay that yeah and I guess eventually maybe it'll all be on YouTube if we wait patiently or something um, so tell me a little bit about this show that you're doing this weekend. Is it big? No, it's your Dolls House Fair. Um, yeah, it's a decent size. I don't know how you define big. I mean, it's not as big as like the Tom Bishop show. Okay. But, you know, it's probably about, I think it's 80 stall holders. Oh. That's so big. it's quite, it's the biggest show in the north of England. Okay. And you have to travel pretty far? And it's an hour from my house. Oh. So that's, that's why I because it's an hour from my house and when I hear you say things like I should go to Tom Bishop because it's only three and a half hours away I'm like yeah what that's like a week away for me no not doing that I live in a smaller world than you 
Well, I guess, I don't know. I, I feel like it's one, it's like one road to get there, one major freeway. So it's like, oh, it doesn't seem that far, but how old are your children? Four and six. Okay, girls? Nope, what boy to go? Okay, so are they into, well, you said they're into the critters, the calico critters, but anything else like they get, I don't know, miniature wise? Do they? Um, one thing they do, which I always think is quite cute, is I the, the technique I use involves lots of paper templates. That's how I get my patches so crisp and precise, is I have a little paper template in each one. So then you've got to sit at the end with your tweezers and take every single paper template out and they fight over who gets to take the paper templates out and put them in the bin. Wow. It just makes me laugh. Like that's that's the thing you two are going to fight over is taking paper templates out of mum's miniatures. Let's just hope they're doing that in a couple of years. Well, yeah. <laughs> One of the, my boy has said, I'm going to teach him to sew so he can make quilts. I'm like, that is fine by me. Yeah. That's stack your Etsy shelves, uh, Etsy shelves, right? <laughs> so tell people where they can find you on Instagram and do you still have Etsy and you said, yeah? Uh, yeah, well, I'm LTW Miniatures on Instagram and I'm on Facebook, but you'll find everything you need on Instagram. I'm just better at that. Uh, I have my own website these days, which is ltwminiatures.co.uk. And I'm also on Etsy. I don't always put everything in the Etsy shop. So if you want to see absolutely everything I've got going on, you're best off going on the website. In YITW? LTW. Um, it's, oh, an it's an abbreviation of my original name that I came up with in 2009, okay. which I put very little thought into. And after a few years thought, maybe this is unprofessional. Oh, so, no. I don't think it's, so. it's for little time wasters. <laughs> I like it. Because everything I make, even before I did quilting, everything I make just takes hours and hours and hours. I only asked because I knew it probably stood for something and then it helps me remember. You know, when so I... Back so. in the day, I was little time wasters on Etsy. So, um, I mean, I don't mean it in a negative way. I guess it's just my humour. It's not a waste of time, obviously, if you enjoy it. But I thought, let's just abbreviate it to something that gives a good first impression. I love it. I love it. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do next on Instagram. Like I said, I always love checking you out and you entertain me. So thank you. Thank you. I like to make a fool of myself in public. <laughs> do you find it hard coming up with reels? Like, what am I going to do today? Or uh... um, what I tend to do is, is, I go by if I find an audio I quite like, or if there's like an a thing that's trending, I think, how can I make this relevant to the miniature world? Like this is the miniaturist version. Um, I work in marketing in my day job. So okay. when I'm doom scrolling on Instagram, I'm like, this is research. This is my job. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's an excuse. <laughs> Ruining my life, honestly. One last thing I'll close with is you had a real, I don't know when it was, but it always stuck in my mind. It was you dropping a miniature on the floor and then like you couldn't find it. And that's happened to me recently so many times where I dropped something and my floor has been just filled with paper and everything from my subscription boxes. And I've lost a few. So it is a real thing. It's definitely, especially if you've got carpet. <laughs> 
and I do. So I every time I drop something, I think of you, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's right. My strange little influence on the world. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I thought you'd like to know that I think of you when I lose stuff, and it makes me want to cry. <laughs> What's that? That's a bad omen, really. Not a good omen. Never mind. <laughs> well, thank you again for your time, and thank you for putting up with the time change thing. We. I think that was at least 50% my fault, if not more. Oh, well, it's okay. We came together and we got to chat minis, so it was fun. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Nice to talk miniatures with someone. Okay, bye. Have a good night. You too, bye-bye.